are live with another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Key, where we talk about this week's comic releases across Marvel, DC, indie comics. If you didn't already know, uh, if you didn't already know, uh, new DC comics come out on Tuesdays, new Marvel and indies come out on Wednesdays, and we're here on a Thursday to talk about all the comics. I'm your host, Mitch Pereira. I can't do this alone. Never can, never will. That's why I brought in two awesome guests for you guys today. Uh, if you are watching this on a live stream, you're watching us on volume.com, twitch.tv, YouTube, even Facebook. We're all over the place today. And you can see our wonderful faces. You can see our names. But if you are listening to the audio podcast, uh, that's wherever you get your podcast from, uh, you can't see our faces. So let me introduce my guests for you guys today. Uh, in the bottom left-hand corner, we have Justin Musso. Justin, how are you doing today? Hi, Dimitri. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back on. I'm uh, excited to talk about comics. This was a big, this is a good haul week. Yeah. Yeah. Were you excited when you saw the uh, the releases for this week? You're like, oh, I'm going to have enough to talk I, about. I was, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, like, as we'll kind of get into today, I, I've been really much enjoying, you know, this this kind of weekly, uh, at least, you know, having a note between like, you know, 10 lives and next deaths of a Wolverine of, uh, of you knowing I had like that to look forward to, but this week, especially there was a lot of, a lot of real good picks. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about X lives of Wolverine because <laughs> I have a lot of, I have a lot of questions about mm-hmm. just X-Men in general right now. And, uh, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we got Justin Mousseau and to balance it out in the other corner, we have Ambrosia Kett. Ambrosia, Hi. I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me back on. It's been, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you since your trip. How was your trip? Uh, my trip was good. Crazy. It was nine days, which is a day of traveling there and a day of traveling back and then seven days there. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it got me behind a little bit. It was super stressful. But Aww. in the end, I'm like, I'm a, I appreciate the fact that I took too many pictures because I don't normally take pictures but yeah uh I did this time and no that's exciting Justin do you have a comic book related new year's resolution uh I do actually um I'm not like I'm I'm a big comics reader but I'm not really that big of a comics collector um so like especially in in the last couple of years the bulk of my collection has kind of become digital uh I do I just will have a, a long box full of the books that you know that I, I really care about or that you know I, I'm, I'm trying to like you know little like here and there I haven't really done any like complete runs of too much um but uh definitely I think one of my resolutions comics wise for this year is I want to pick up uh, there's a couple of omnibus omnibi I've yeah. been having my eye on like physically like because I because I, I, I would very much like to fill out the like comics and graphic novel shelf on my bookshelf is is, is very scant compared to how much I read comics Right. Um, so there's definitely a couple of Omnibuy. Some of them are coming out. Some of them have already come out. Like I know there's um, a, I think this month there is a uh, Doom Patrol uh, Omnibus coming out that I'm very excited about. It's okay. the run uh, after Grant Morrison left the book. Um, it's really great. Uh, and, and like I said, I want to pick that one up and like I want to finally get around to getting my hands on uh, Either and or uh, a the like Jack Kirby Fourth World omnibus 
uh, just because it's very pretty. Yeah. Uh, or the uh, Grant Morrison uh, new X-Men run uh, as well. So is there an I, omnibus I, I, for I, I, his I, I, whole run? Oh yeah, there's 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 a, there's a couple, um, oh. but it's 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 yeah. But I'm I'm reading it because I've I've seen like wild. I've obviously there's you know single issues, and I've seen some wild like trades out and about. Um, but I, I I want it. I want the like full hardback like 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 omnibus that is that exists. Yeah, I love omnibuses. That being said, sometimes they're too tall for my shelf, so I have yeah. like the big Batman incorporated Grant Morrison one. And then I have mm-hmm. absolute Superman for tomorrow, but they're like 16 they're, yeah, inches they're, high. They're, yeah. They're, they're very large books. And that's, yeah. that's also like, I know like I got to like dedicate that shelf space, like to have like probably like just only omnibus shelf. And that uh, makes it yeah. so hard, like as a, a nerd that we have like so many different, like, levels and there's just never enough room for mm-hmm. all the cool stuff that yeah we have. and there's a lot of cool stuff but uh a i'm a big of cool fan stuff. of any any comic book with a spine mm. uh you know um because <laughs> i can display it as opposed to single issues which i can't um yeah. i want to take the time to do a, a shout out real quick uh we got aggressively relaxing on youtube because we are streaming to four different platforms right now aggressively relaxing on youtube says uh, uh their family had a french exchange student stay with them and the french exchange student brought them tintin books so that's awesome oh, cool. Tintin, nice. tintin's definitely like a good read it's just a good read it's just it's yeah. fun they're just fun comics, um, and they work. Uh, Vaga Bondage is also tuning in on Twitch. Hey. Uh, what's up, Vaga? Uh, Vaga says, oh, hey, gang, what's new in the world of comic? That's what this show is all about. Yeah, it's as find out. new as you could get. The only, <laughs> like, the only way we could be newer is if we had the show yesterday. Like, that's the only way. It would be uh, so hard to read all this. It would Monday. be. It would, it would I, be. Yeah. I even struggle with, like, two days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's never as much as I want. And uh, my New Year's resolution that I, I mentioned last week is that I need to come up with a better schedule of reading comics because, mm-hmm. sure, this show like makes it so that we're, we're binging comics Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. But I need to really sit down and do DCs on Tuesdays, Marvel and Indies Wednesdays. And then Thursday, if I need to catch up, but I also need to prep this show. But Saturdays and Sundays, I need to binge the stuff that I haven't read. So I yes. did Star Wars. I did some Star Wars comics this last weekend. And I, I saw and I that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw what you posted on Instagram. Because, I mean, now we're starting to see some of the stuff that we've read in the Star Wars comics or what we've seen in Star Wars comics into, like, Book of Boba. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. I lost it. I know you posted about it uh, yeah. recently. But, like, I lost it when I saw BK. And I was like... Yeah. Are we? Is this happening? I'm hoping. I I, 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 I will absolutely lose my mind if Doctor Afra shows up. I will. I, I will. I will be inconsolable. I will. I will. You will not be able to talk to me about anything else. I it's know. only I a matter of time. So excited! Oh, yeah. Like these past. I know this isn't Book of Boba. I'm so sorry. But like these <laughs> past two episodes have just been like amazing and i'm just so excited if we get a dr afra like yeah. anytime i'm anywhere and i see a dr afra cosplay i'm like do you want to be friends 
because yeah. like they just understand in a whole different level yeah. and i am just so excited if we get like a triple a triple zero or like oh. yeah well we I'm got so black chrysanthemum and i flipped my yeah. flip my shit like i mm-hmm. i freaked out and like Paul Lau and, and Matthew Mori, who are constantly like my co-hosts for the after shows and whatnot. Um, they, uh, I texted them and I was like, holy fuck. And like, they were 10 minutes ahead of me and they were like this, they were like the speeder bike training. And I'm like, <laughs> I guess they, well, first thing yeah. I haven't gotten that far. So thanks for that. <laughs> but also I guess it didn't hit cause they didn't read the comics. And I, I right. was flipping over black chrysanthemum. I was like, ah, that's a real guy. Yes. That's a real. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a that's a real awesome guy. Yes, yeah. and he has like so much history, and I'm so excited because it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Doctor Afra will be in this final episode of Boba Fett, but I think her time is coming. But I also think mm-hmm. we'll know when she comes because they will oh, cast. Yeah. They'll cast someone beforehand, just like we, yeah. we have yeah, we'll Sabine on her way. Sabine yeah. is on her mm-hmm. way, and so uh, yeah. Uh, for anyone out there who doesn't know, uh, obviously we, we talk DC comics, we talk Marvel comics, we talk indie comics. Uh, anyone, Marvel has a lot of comics that are not just in the Marvel universe. They have Alien, um, mm-hmm. which is a uh, which is a Marvel uh, Marvel series that's out, um, which just came back this week with Alien number nine. Uh, but they also have Star Wars comics, and that's what's. Uh, What's kind of cool about Marvel is they have the rights to it. So, like, they have Crimson Rain number two that came out this week. Uh, they have Star Wars uh, Hal- Halcyon Legacy, if that's how you pronounce it, number one. And then they have an ongoing series called The High Republic, issue 14. So, uh, Marvel has a lot of stuff that's not just, uh, not just like, the superheroes that we know and love. So, there's definitely something mm-hmm. out there for everybody um, and I'll be honest, like when it comes to Star Wars comics, I haven't really been disappointed, like at all. Yeah, like, they've been really series, solid. Yeah, there are some series that I'm like, eh, like I could have done without or could have done with, yeah. but like I haven't been disappointed in any of the series. Like they've right. been pretty decent. Right. I'm also I'm also uh, really excited because just today uh, they announced that there's a new uh, Obi Wan Kenobi miniseries coming out by Christopher Cantwell. Uh, it's it's gonna be a, it's yeah. yeah it's gonna be okay. it's gonna be a five issue in May I think to kind of you know pre run the the Obi Wan series, um, but it's gonna be a five issue series that spans the entire life of Obi Wan from his time as a youngling training with Qui Gon Jinn through his last days on Tatooine. Oh. And it's gonna be like looking at like some of the events that were like briefly hinted at and talked about in his journals as seen in the Star Wars comics. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're gonna be looking at you know, like at five different periods in Obi-Wan's life. That gets me pumped. Currently I'm reading Mr. Uh, An Apprentice, uh, which mm-hmm. is like the relationship with Obi-Wan and Qui- Qui-Gon, uh, which I love. And so I'm so excited for that because that's amazing. And what's really cool is if you guys ever read like the, what is it? The uh, Light of the Republic or what was the yeah. book that came out by Charles Soule? Charles Soule mm-hmm. writes a ton for um star wars comics so if you like if you like that stuff then make sure that you're reading this like any star wars fan and comic book fan that's not reading their star wars comics they're like truly missing out yeah, yeah they, they really yeah. they really went like broad with the high republic where they wanted it to be like a very kind of like a multimedia thing and so like if, if you're if you're just reading 
the novels, you're missing out on a lot of the really cool extended bits of the lore with, that are being found in the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's kind of cool that, like, I mean, I, I keep saying it, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Anyway, it's kind of cool that, like, um, if you don't want to read superhero comics and you, you're just into Star Wars, which there are a lot of people that are just into Star Wars, and not into superhero comics. Like, there's enough Star Wars series right now to, like, keep you satisfied. There's enough books <laughs> and TV shows, and maybe there's no movies right now, but, you know, soon enough there will be. Um, and that's also really cool. I want to I wanna read out some comments, because uh, uh, it also kind of just, it's all circling. What's up to uh, Akil Danani? Akil uh, was on my Instagram live chat. He is TikTok's hey. Lego philosopher. Um, nice. Akil says... That. What's up? He's a he's a Lego person, dude. I just got my Ahsoka brickhead. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. talk. Let's talk Star Wars Legos, friend. Uh, or Harry Potter Legos. Yeah, he uh, he's he's on Twitch right now. So Vaga and him are hanging out on Twitch. Just so everybody knows, our number one streaming platform, uh, I do have to say, is volume.com slash The Keeg Show. So if you look to the right of the screen, you'll see that chat box that nobody's in because everybody's on other platforms. But if you guys want to come out to volume.com slash The Keeg Show, create an account there, type out questions, whatever, and then it'll uh, it'll appear on the final product. So just so you guys know, or you can just chill wherever you guys are at. Uh, however you guys digest us, thank you so much for digesting us. Um, Akil says, is that Halcyon one a tie-in to the new hotel? I believe so. It's how it's called Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Halcyon, uh, whatever. And so um, yeah, it is a tie-in. Vaga mm-hmm. says, if you read the Star Wars comics, do you miss much if you haven't also read the novels? I don't think so. No. I think you that's, can that's just actually kind of the comics. nice thing about it. Is 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 like it's 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 supplementary, but it is not like exclusionary you either way. You you, yeah. you you just it just it just helps to give a fuller picture, but you do not lose anything if you haven't read the novels. Yeah, yeah. No, and they're all honestly, all the different mediums are kind of separate, right? In in mm-hmm. a way, but they do cross over. But like, it makes you want to read the novels, right? Yeah, because you're just like, oh, I need to check this out. So <laughs> I don't know, like they just they beautifully like all connect if you're into like that that realm of it but you don't need them all to enjoy them for what they are Mm. right right um they're uh yeah star wars comics is its own thing and uh they've been releasing more and more that it's become a little bit harder for me to keep up with but Back when I was a kid, I used to only read the novels and not read the comics because I didn't really like the comics as a kid because that was Dark Horse. And I just didn't like the Dark Horse Star Wars comics. But Marvel has the comics now and they got the best talent on it. And um, I read the comics now and not the novels. So I've kind of switched, (laughs) you know. Um, Ambrosia, what is your comic related New Year's resolution? Um. Actually, it's very similar to yours because I would like to like stay consistent. Yeah. Um, because it's so hard. Like once you fall back, it gets really hard to try to play catch up. And then Mm -hmm. especially when like, I don't know, as comic book readers, like we're constantly like digging into like, oh, I need to check out this series and I want to check out this series. And it's so hard to like do those back reads when you're trying to keep up with like your current reads. Mm -hmm. Uh, so my goal is to like keep up with my reading like regularly um 
as well as bag and boarding and putting away regularly. Mm -hmm. uh, and then also, this one is going to be hard because I have a lot of like single issues, but I want to bring more of my comics into the classroom because I talk about it a lot, but I'm so OCD with my comics <laughs> and I love my students so much, but I'm like, can you put on some gloves and then like, <laughs> well, let's talk about like organization and, but yeah. like there's some comics that I'm just like, guys, you really need to read this, but that would require me to like, bring them in so uh, you tweeted about that right kind of uh, I tweeted about letting people borrow comics because I want people to read them and then I give them like this is like the bad thing with single issues as well like I give people like here's 50 comics mm -hmm. and then I don't get them back right and then I've done that with like trade paperbacks and they're so expensive well yeah and then uh, this is like the collector in me and i don't know about you guys but i like to have like ev like i know where everything is and when one is out of place it stresses me out yeah mm -hmm. um i'm with you i uh, yeah. uh did you have something to say about that justin no it's it's yeah i'm 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 on board with that as well i i too have had many uh, a single issue and trade paperback that I, I have never seen hide nor hair of because I will loan them to someone and then it just disappears. Yeah, I uh, I was in junior high and I was really into Ultimate X Men, like Ultimate yeah. X Men and Ultimate Spider Man really brought me into reading comics as a as a mm -hmm. thing, because back in the day they were called Marvel Dot Comics. And they had mm -hmm. clickable free. You could read them all for free. The whole Ultimate line when it was when yeah. it was first came out, and you can click through it on Marvel.com and read them for free. And I was waiting every single week. I was waiting for a new issue to come out. They hooked me for life. Whatever they mm -hmm. did, whoever came up with that idea, they hooked me for life. Yeah, with that, that was idea. a smart one. Yeah. Um, but then I would buy Ultimate X-Men. That's how I would buy. I would buy the single issues and I brought it to school and a kid accidentally went reading it, dropped it into, it had rained the day before. So it was uh, like a pool of water on the lunch table and the kid dropped it in accidentally. He didn't mean to. And yeah. uh, that's what happens. Yo, I think that's just what happens when you, you give them out and you have to accept that like sometimes accidents will happen. Yeah, that's 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 why like I, I have especially in recent years kind of made a point of if if there's a comic that I, I truly like love and I know it is one that I'm going to be like forcing on my friends to like you gotta read this, I will always try to get like the the the, the, the loaner copy and my own copy if when it when 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 applicable. Yeah. Um so that, you know, in, in the worst case scenario, I'm not completely out of, of this one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I try to do that. But again, that starts getting hard, especially when like with older runs that are like primarily found in like trade paperbacks. That's when it starts. Yeah, that's when it starts kind of getting up there. Yeah. There's also though, conversely, why I love the image paperbacks because all every their their policy where for the most part, unless it's a limited series, every volume one of an image trade paperback is ten bucks. Is brilliant. It's it's. Oh, a I didn't great think about that. Mm -hmm. and it's, I never it's, thought about that at all. It's it's oh. it's the easy way you get you get four to five issues. It's ten bucks, and you, it'll hook you in. And then you know everyone after that is more money, obviously. Yeah. 
Um, you know, but it's it's a great marketing tactic, and it really it really helps. I feel sell anytime there's like anytime I see an image volume one, even if that's the thing is like I typically will go for image comics generally, mm-hmm. um, but like especially if I see there's like an image volume one out, I will more often than not pick it up because it's the cost of two comics. It depends right. if, if if like like if, it's a cost of two issues of X Lives of Wolverine. Gives right. me five issues of this image comic. Right. And and that's the thing that, like, we try to convey here with Comic Talk is that, like, uh, you, comics are expensive. And some people might mm-hmm. not know what they like and what they want and what they're going to try out. And we would like to assume that you have a comic book shop in your area. If uh, if you don't know where, you can go to comicshoplocator.com and look up the mm-hmm. comic shops in your area. And we'd like to believe that all those comic shops are good comic shops that have a good uh, amount of uh, comics. And even if they don't, at least they have a helpful staff. That's not always the case. We know yeah. that uh, from, from personal experience. Um, again, we're trying to compile a list of our own comic shops that we recommend that are safe and open and uh, inclusive. Um, so mm-hmm. that's definitely worth waiting for. We will we'll have the list out soon. But what was I what was I saying? Um, the purpose of Comic Talk is to like share in the love of comics and. You know, if you hear about something that you like and you hear us liking it, maybe that might persuade you to go pick it up because individual mm-hmm. comics are not cheap. And I can't blame yeah. anyone for not buying individual comics, but trade paperbacks are probably your best bet when they compile six issues, eight issues, four yeah. issues sometimes into a paperback. That might be worth it. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. the price of them are going up. It could oh, be yeah. just they, but oh, they, they, I think they are. They are. And also, did you know that we're in a paper shortage? Yep. Oh yeah, I, I I did know that. I was when that when that came out last year, and a number of books ended up getting delayed because of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think next week to to get ahead of before we even get to the comics of this week, next week, uh, New Mutants twenty four finally comes out. Um, and I oh. think part of the reason because New Mutants twenty three, I believe, came out in like October November. Um, oh, okay. And so I think a part of the reason why it got delayed, in, I think in part was because of the paper shortage. Um, and like, I, I sort of, when I saw that news also anticipated that like, oh, this is going to have weird effects on the collector's market because they're not going to be able to do like second and third run, like reprints, like second and third printings as right. quickly as they, as they, as they have. Yeah. And so those are going to be going in like smaller numbers. So, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I haven't it, seen it like impacted as much with like marvel and dc but mm-hmm. i work for scout sorry i have boba in my mouth um <laughs> i work for scout comics and we are delayed by like three weeks like we haven't had any any new issues come out yeah mm. uh it's, it's tough out there um and obviously dc and marvel are taking the whole thing uh let's talk about dc and marvel and indie comics as well that came yeah. out this week uh i want to know what your guys's picks of the week are your, mm. your your best book that you read this week, anything from DC, Marvel, or indie? Uh, I want to know. Okay. Ambrosia, go. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm torn. Okay. Uh-huh. So, oh, can I do like an indie one and then like the big two one? Whatever you want. Either way, we're gonna talk about it. So, <laughs> okay. What if you want to say two? I can't stop. What am I the 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 guy who runs the show? What can I do? <laughs> Okay. Um. Okay, I'm gonna do my two. I have to say, Amazing Spider-Man issue 88. We have okay. Queen Goblin, and I haven't been like, 
I have said this a lot. I was over Nick Spencer's run, like uh-huh. a lot with like, it was just going on forever. And right mm-hmm. now we have Zeb Wells writing and he's like doing a really good job at it and like bringing it back together, making it like super exciting. And now we have Queen Goblin, which is like Green Goblin, but a, a red and a girl. And it's actually uh, Ben Riley's uh psychologist oh spoiler ashley <laughs> it's kaffa is that a spoiler is that i think so i don't know was it said Ugh. in this issue How... oh are you reading ahead no no i'm not okay. but i think i use my inferencing skills um <laughs> oh i get what you mean oh like yeah. like he okay, had his yeah. psychologist and then like she went into the dungeon and the next thing you know we have a queen goblin that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this Queen Goblin is made from the sins of Norm- Norman Osborn, right? Yes, yes. I really thought it was going to be like, they are gonna they were going to do some weird stuff with the, the uh, Osborn, Gwen, Stacy twins. But it's not. Mm, yeah. It's not. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that that got kind of wrapped up and like just tied off. And it's like, all right, we ended that. And now we're going to move forward. Yes, and I've actually enjoyed like Ben Riley and like this Peter Parker stuff. It's, it's been, mm-hmm. I've enjoyed it so much more, which I think it's been like a breath of fresh air. So. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. I've, I've, I felt the same kind of fatigue with the Nick Spencer run, where it felt like a long walk, just purely to kind of rectify and retcon the stuff from since past to try to make yeah. it a little more palatable. Yeah. Um, and it, it definitely, there are points where it definitely got a little head scratchy for me of like, okay, so like, yes. which, so which Harry Osborne is this? Um, yes. And, and, and I think yeah. they, they could have done so much more than what they did. Like, I mean, we had the Sinister Six in there. Like, right. we had some We had, we had really so many cool. Sinister Sixes. We had all the Sinister Sixes in there. Yeah. Yes. They could have done so much more. And they didn't. Yeah. yeah. But right. I, I agree. I really, I really am loving this. And like I'm sad that I think it's only going until like April or May, oh. um, but I, I've really been enjoying this. I mean, I Ben Riley is my favorite Spider Person. I am I am a, I'm a '90s kid. I must I have a very soft spot in my heart for uh, the much maligned Clone Saga uh, mm-hmm. for all the bad it did do, uh, but all the good that it set up later. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. Um, but I've I've really been enjoying the the, the Zeb Wells and like the entire like team. Like that's like what I, what I've kind of liked about it is that it's it's now a weekly book. Where yeah. every week there is a new episode or a new like a new like supplementary issue, like a point one, um, and it's been re- it has been a really interesting look at like oh at, at a character like who has had a, like a very mixed past, um, especially with, with the clone conspiracy and everything. When yeah. the last time yeah. we really saw him and the fallout of that, um, actually it, yeah, he I, had I've, his. I've been, Sorry to correct. He had his uh, solo series after clone conspiracy. That's right. He did. He did. Yeah. And that um, was a weird mixed bag. Well, that's Peter David for you. Um, <laughs> but uh, like, yeah, I've just been really enjoying this kind of getting to see this like Ben Riley, and then, and then that feeling of like a Spider-Man trying to fight to earn his place mm-hmm. and to like prove that he is worthy, even though you know it was like a a very shady corporate way that he became Spider-Man. He wants to try to prove that he is doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. And it has been great seeing that. And I mean, like, even with his relationship with his girlfriend, Janine, like, we also see, like, I mean, she just came out of jail. 
And like, yeah. she's also trying to like find her place as well. And then yeah. it's been really cool to see where this storyline has kind of um, going with like some spinoffs like Black Cat and Mary Jane. That mm-hmm. was a great mm-hmm. issue as well. Like, oh yeah. Overall, I uh, so I think that one was why it was been my top because it hasn't been in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been really cool to see Spider Man actually like yeah doing yeah um, better than what it was. Um, and then for my indie, I read New Masters, which was mm-hmm. uh, okay through uh, Image Comic, and what was really cool was that uh, it's about um, these Nigerian brothers who actually, one did the writing and one did the art, Um, so I thought that was really cool, but it is like science fiction, adventure, and drama um, with uh, Afrofuturism, and has a lot of, um, has to do with like Africa and the thumb of alien colonizers and uh, outcast and the power struggle. It was was really good i liked it um i'm i'm glad that you guys read indie comics because it brings a a level of of uh uh, reading that like i don't necessarily have like i'm not like big into indie comics but indie comics are so integral to the importance of like the comic book industry Mm -hmm. you know and so the fact, Ambrosia, that you're bringing up New Masters, I would never have read it. And uh, I'm glad that uh, you're reading it because I would never have known that it even I definitely existed. give it a go. Um, yeah. I would say I, I wanted Crossover to be my my pick of the week, but I'm so behind on Crossover. Mm. I'm still on issue six. And I, I just loved I, it so much. Yeah, I I very much enjoyed yeah, Crossover this week. It was, it was I, won't, I, won't, I won't get too spoilery with it since you're not caught up. Yeah. Um, I will. I will simply say, in regards to it, uh, that it's really interesting seeing, like, like now that we kind of have like the players, now that mm-hmm. we've started to kind of get the shape of what the story is. This is. I think it's very safe to say that this is, this week's issue of crossover is the most meta issue of the series so far, and that's uh-huh. really saying something. Yeah, um, the whole thing is meta, right? Right, the entire thing yeah. is meta, but this is this is like the like the top, the like probably almost the most meta it could get without Grant Morrison being on on as the writer. Um, <clears throat> but like it's uh, it's great. I, I I I'm 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 really digging it. I really like the series as a whole, and it's I, so I think beautiful. It's, it like, really is. If you look at it, and I'll never forget, like Donna Heath in issue one talked about how this is like a love story to comic book readers and if you look at it at that angle you just totally like oh it so is like to the point where i want to name my daughter ellipses right ellipses yeah you're considering like oh yeah ellie's a good yeah that's a good solid name i i like but yeah like it's 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 truly like a love letter to comics in, in like every sense like each issue you know when, when they're not getting brutally killed off uh, features like a lot of the biggest like comics creators out there right now like there was a really cool thing I think it's an issue 10 maybe issue 9 um, where you know the the officers from Powers um, are sitting down and interviewing uh, Mike Emming and Brian Michael Bendis and for the pages where the interview is going on Brian Michael Bendis wrote the dialogue and Mike Emming did the art. Oh, wow. uh, so it's it's kind of a cool thing where every so often they're, they're you know, Donnie Cates and them are bringing the creators of the characters that they're referencing and that they're directly featuring like 
back on to get to talk with them again and like put them face to face, which is kind of a cool, which is a, a really kind no, of neat thing. That's huge. And I think like if any, cause there's so many references to other comic books in the series. And so mm -hmm. if you have been like a comic book fan or a comic book reader, like I think it's worth checking out because it's so it's so like nostalgic at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a comic book for comic book readers, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you, Dimitri, have you read any of the issues yet? I have not, but you guys have been, we, you guys have we been talking it. about it's, it for like, it's very uh, good. It's, it's, it's very interesting because, especially because I know you, you said like yourself that you're not really much of like an indie comic reader, more, and I think more out of time than anything else. Like there's a lot yeah. of comics out there and there's more and more every week. Um, this, this, this is very, I mean, it's not too surprising. It is an image comic. And so it does very, very cute, like winks and nods to like characters in the big two. Um, and while, you know, primarily being able to explicitly feature image comic characters from over the years. So it's, it's, it's a love letter to, it's to, to paraphrase Sam Eagle in the Muppets 3D attraction at Hollywood Studios. Uh, it is a salute to all comics, but primarily, but mostly image comics. Right, right. Um... That it's uh, it sounds interesting. I'm definitely gonna pick it up. Is that your pick of the week, Justin? No, uh, it's not my pick of the week. It's just one of the ones that I very much enjoyed. Um, okay, my pick of the week, probably of, of everything I read, I actually probably think my pick of the week is Sabretooth. Um, okay, I I want I, to, I would love to talk it. about this one because yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, tell us tell us what it's about and what Sabretooth's been up to, Justin. Oh, happily. Uh, so if you've if you have been keeping up with X-Men since the 2019 soft reboot, House of X Powers of 10 um, by Jonathan Hickman, um, in, in House of X 1, unless I'm mistaken, Sabretooth gets brought in before the, the ruling council of Krakoa and is basically found guilty of killing people because that's literally what Sabretooth does and all he does, he's a terrible person. Um, so they decide to exact their first bit of like new Kirkoan justice on him and condemn him to the pit, which basically means he is trapped within the bowels of Krakoa, unable to move or really think, and is basically kind of kept in stasis until such a time is deemed that they think that enough time has passed and he's willing to be repentant. Um, which, uh, obviously in the last three, almost three years, uh, he has not felt particularly repentant. So he's just been down there, and this issue starts with him getting dragged into the pit and is you know, primarily narrated from his perspective. And one of the first things we see is he goes down to the pit and then immediately is somehow manages to escape and is in like the Canadian wilderness and fights the X-Men and horribly kills all of them uh, and then finds himself immediately like suddenly back in an interrogation room with Doug Ramsey Cypher and Warlock has his briefcase in as a DA to basically offer him a plea deal that if he's willing to sign away, you know, kind of, kind of agree to the deal, he'll be allowed to have whatever kind of these like fantastical like fantasies he wants while in the pit. He just can't go anywhere. Um, right. So he's like mentally free. So he's able to like think of what like imagine whatever he wants to do, remember all these things he got to do, like their lived experiences. And even at one point is able to like almost like ghostly, like appear as a ghost across Krakoa. Um, yeah. Uh, 
And did you, uh, did you like it? I love it. Thoughts. Um, I, I love. I mean, I mean, one thing I, I I love Victor Laval as a writer. He's one of my favorite authors. Um, he's written some really great stuff. The Changeling is is, is an amazing uh, book. One of my favorites. Um, but I I think that it's really interesting because when I when I first heard Sabretooth is getting a solo series, I was like him because he's it, it's not it's not something that he isn't an interesting character it's just like unlike a lot of the villains that we have seen on Krakoa who are given the second chance to give this amnesty he's unrepentantly a murderer and a psychopath he has no intention of stopping it's all he does is kill and threaten to eat people and that's that's, and bears. that's who he is and bears yeah poor bear I um, least... <laughs> um but yeah what 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 are your thoughts Dimitri um, yeah, you said so, you have lots of thoughts. Let's hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love the new Krakoa age of X-Men, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been talking about that for a while now. I love it. I think that, like, it's the golden age for mutants now and, and X-Men comics, mm-hmm. and I'm a big X-Men fan. And so I've been talking a lot about that. Hickman started off something really great. For anyone out there who doesn't know, all the mutants essentially live on this island nation of Krakoa now. That is also they, a mutant. Sorry, well, yeah, and the island itself is also a mutant. It's a living <laughs> island. Um, and so they all live there in order to kind of separate themselves from mankind and to do their political stuff. And so it's a lot more political and they are a, a sovereign nation. And there's a whole bunch of stuff going on right now. And so Sabretooth being in this like purgatory, essentially, um, I, I'm, I'm still figuring out where they're going with it. Because if, if you told me that Sabretooth was getting his own series, I would expect it to be an action-packed, violent romp, which this which is, I but also this episode I, is, yeah. I wouldn't expect it to just be a dream state, you know? Well, it's that's that's why like the ending of it is so interesting because it at by the end of it, it it looks like it isn't. And that's why like I'm really interested in seeing what this next series is, because yeah, because he basically, you know, he he, he literally sits down with himself. As like a child and as like the peak killer after he has had fantasies of killing literally everybody after he's done all that and he's like what is what more is there to me if it isn't once i have killed everybody that i want to kill right and he he has dreams of being this almost like a conan figure of like this like you know fan a high almost like a, a high like swords and sorcery like king he he has a sequence where he's with the star jammers that i love um just doing that but intergalactically yeah. um and then at the end of it, he decides that what Krakoa needs is a hell because yeah. that's very clearly what they put him in. And so he's like, I'm going to be the king of hell, of the mutant hell, and I'm going to think up and dream up elaborate tortures for everyone who deserves it, I think deserves it. And then at the end of the issue, five mutants show up that appear to be real. They're not like, even yeah. some of them in his imagination. Five mutants, which are also great because they're mutants that we have not really seen yet at all in Krakoa either. And so not I'm recently. interested for this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm interested for this next issue to see A, how they got there, and B, what Victor is going to do to them as, as the self-proclaimed the ruler of mutant hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that part's interesting. I'm just trying to figure out the way it fits. Because ever since um inferno and and uh trial of magneto i feel mm-hmm. like i don't know whether this is hickman's ideas it just seems like other people's ideas which is fine but 
it lacks a certain level of what I wanted. Like I was on board for Hickman's ideas. And so now it's getting kind of like, okay, okay, that's fine. We'll see how it. Well, that's, that's, that's kind of been interesting uh, to kind of see because like knowing that like Inferno was going to be it for Hickman, Hickman before he, he left the, the X office. Um, and also knowing that like the, the, he's, he's done interviews since where he's kind of gotten into a lot of the storylines that had to get sidelined because of COVID and because of various editorial, like various editorial delays. And there was stuff that he had been setting up initially with the House of Western Powers 10 and some of the early uh, books um, that had to get kind of tossed to the wayside because of delays and, 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 and COVID, like I said, delaying a lot of stuff and rushing other yeah. books. Um, and like, that's why like, I'm, I'm really interested to get into the Destiny of X era, the next big one. Okay. because of seeing what is next for the X-Men now that they have this big foundation that they're playing off of and with all the the, the last, the final changes that came with the end of Trial of Medito and with the end of Inferno. Like, that's why, like, I'm really loving, I, I am, so far, again, we're, we're only, like, two issues into one and one issue into the other. I will say, I currently, I think I'm going to be preferring uh, X, uh, 10 Deaths of Wolverine more than X-Lives. But I am okay. enjoying both of them. But I like I like I like ten deaths uh, or X deaths. Ten, no, I think it's ten deaths. It's supposed to be house. They're playing powers. around with the idea that yeah. X is ten in Roman numerals. Yeah. But also making us wonder which one they meet, because X yep. could also be X Men, but X could also be a variable, mm-hmm. right? Like so. Well, and then it's been interesting because I mean we had Power of X. Or- yeah. I don't yeah, because it's it's, it's yeah, because it was it was House of X and Powers of Ten was was the initial one, and then we oh, had yeah. Ten of Swords, right? Uh, the big event, and now we're at what I presume, if we're supposed to read it the same way we did Hotspox, uh, X Lives and Ten Deaths of Wolverine. Yeah, um, but it could also just mean an it, undetermined variable. Yeah, who knows? That's what X that's what, that's that. what yeah, that's factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out right now, and. Um, uh, definitely worth worth talking about, um, which we'll get to because there's a lot of cool books that came out. Like for example, mm-hmm. Vaga asked earlier, how many issues get released every week? So essentially, how it works, Vaga, if you're still there, uh, each publisher essentially takes their whole catalog and divides it by the amount of weeks that are in the month. And maybe if it's a five week month, they release a fifth of their catalog of monthly comics because each of these issues roughly come out once a month other than a few key exceptions like Amazing Spider-Man or Detective Comics, I think. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, they'll do that. But the point being is that like, they'll divide it by five or four and release that many. So uh, for example, this week, I think from DC, you got like 10 to 12 comics. It was kind of a small mm-hmm. one for DC. Marvel is like 15, you know, issues. And then we have a, a plethora of indie comics. And so there's a good amount to read and we never read everything that we, that there is for comic talk, but hopefully over three of us, we've read a bunch. Um, (laughs) I I do want to talk about um, a bunch of other stuff. Obviously there was a lot of good stuff that came out this week and we don't have to talk fast about it, but you know, uh, let's get to everything. Uh, My pick of the week, weirdly enough, and this doesn't normally happen is Alien number nine. Ooh, it was so good. Alien number nine, because Aliens hasn't, Alien 8 came out months ago, right? Right. Uh, and Alien 9 is continuing this story where, again, it's in the future. 
it's canon to the Alien universe. Marvel has the rights to Alien and Predator, given the Fox merger. Um, mm-hmm. It takes place on a planet that is able to mine the resources for itself and be a self-sustaining colony of Earth. And uh, as we find out in this, but they're, they're like a religious, like, I don't want to say cult, but they're an ops. Yeah, they're a religious group, <laughs> and the aliens have appeared on it and are starting to kill everybody. Ambrosia, what are you what are you thinking about this one so far? I liked it a lot because so was it issue eight? Is that where we got our new story arc? Uh, no, no, it was issue, issue seven, like six or something. Because because seven like- seven ends with the reveal of that one guy with the scratches on his face. That oh, that's, that's, or, right. that's issue eight. Sorry, issue eight ends with that reveal issue it might be seven seven might have been the first one so this yeah. might be the third issue into the thing i've enjoyed this new story arc as well um i feel like it's almost just like a i don't know just this is the way it is like you know you you think you have civilization like everything is great and dandy and then you're like just kidding um i also really liked uh at the end of it uh with like the murder like the Ooh, murders of in the everyone but Yes, oh. and I think that that may have been like one of my favorite parts because, uh, like, I think we, I don't know, we see this a lot, and um, just yeah. with the whole like, oh, just have faith. If you have faith, like, they won't eat you. Like, thoughts it's and fine. prayers, thoughts and, and prayers, like, boom, and you're gone. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's essentially, like- yeah, essentially, because they're they're like a religious colony. A group of them chooses to stay behind in the church and have a prayer circle where they say the aliens won't kill them if they're praying, have faith, and the aliens don't care about your faith. So, um, do you guys ever remember at Disney World where they had alien uh, the counter? alien? Yes. And mm-hmm. it wasn't like the stitch ride, but, and you know, like the little like walking on your shoulders and like the breath, mm-hmm. that's what I felt reading this comic. <laughs> like, like they're in this like little circle prayer group and like, yeah. there's just like this alien like behind them, like watching them. And I'm just like, oh, this is a ride all over again. <laughs> I've never been on that. I've also never been to Disney it's, World. That's a side thing. We I mean, need to have a fun. comic book uh, meet up there. We do. We do. Um, if if there's anyone out there that wants to contribute to the show, uh, this is a good this is a good segue. <laughs> Patreon.com slash the keep show. I mean, technically, if we make enough money, we could fund a whole trip for everybody <laughs> to like meet up and uh, you know, we could we could figure it out. Meet in Florida and uh yeah. go do something. But the point being is patreon.com, it, all the all the proceeds from Patreon go to the show. It's not lining my pockets, it's trying to make Keeg a bigger, better show for 2022. There's a lot of big plans that I have. There are tiers. You find a tier that works for you as cheap as I believe $5 a month. Uh, you can help support the Keeg and you get a little bit of something too. There's a lot of goodies out there. Uh, there is a tier that we start making Keeg merchandise. So if you're looking for Keeg merchandise, mm-hmm. definitely uh, 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 look into that. Patreon.com slash the Keeg show. Um, Yes, Alien. Alien's been a good one, and again, it's it's a comic that you don't have to know anything about Marvel comics and whatever. You can just like jump in. You don't even have to know much about Alien, other than just liking this kind of genre of horror and violence, which isn't normally my genre, and it would not normally be my yeah. pick of the week. But yeah. this is my pick of the week. Yeah, that kind of surprised me. But it scares like me, it. Ambrosia. 
Does it really? Okay, they're all yeah, horror like horror in general scares me, but some of them I do read. And do you read mov- something- movies are tough. Movies are tough. I I really can't do movies. And there are so many good horror comics out. There are. Like, or like uh, thriller comics. Yeah. And even like DC, their, their Black Label's been doing so good. Did you read The Nice House on the Lake yet? I finally I caught up. I binged love it. it. Uh, you like it's it? so good. Yeah. Uh, nice I, House I, on I the love Lake. It. Uh, yes, God, I love it. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, sorry. That didn't come out this week. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, let, let's talk about some other big stuff that, that came out this week. What's a what's a big comic that came out this week that we, we okay. definitely got to talk about? Can we talk about Monkey Prince? Monkey yes, Prince number one. Monkey Prince. Monkey yes. Prince, as, mm. as given to us by DC Comics. Um, mm-hmm. Dimitri, did you read this one? I did not read this one. Tell me how yes. it went. I have, I okay, Justin, go. I have, I'm, it's all right I to have know. mixed feelings about it. I it's do, right. I have, I have mixed feelings. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm always excited. I will, I will say, I am always excited when there is a new book or a new character introduced to the big two because of how you know like like you know their 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 businesses their corporations you know they're not going to not put out a spider-man book um when they can and so it's it's really great to see them kind of taking a chance on a brand new character that brings a really cool new angle to being a superhero um because the the gist of it they, they were they were originally introduced in the um Asian Hero Celebration last year. They were like the last story in the book. Um, But it's this kid named Marcus who he's a very anxious kid. He's a a teenager. He's in high school now. But when he was a little kid, uh, he had a real bad encounter with Batman. Uh, Namely, Batman broke into his apartment and tried to beat up his parents. And he didn't know why because his parents are scientists. and so this like traumatized him and they tried to move around, but he kept kind of finding stuff at everywhere he went that reminded him of this night with Batman. And so he couldn't really ever like fully get past it. And they ended up going back to Gotham when he was in high school. Um, and so he ends up, you know, kind of having a panic attack near like a pool because of, uh, again, the incident that night, he ends up kind of getting picked on by some bullies. Um, and you know, his, his mom shows up and like has a stern talking to with the bullies about it and they get detention. Um, and he gets counseled by this, the janitor, uh, Mr. Zhu, um, and weird guy like Soda uh, seems to know, like refers to, has Marcus on a first name basis, uh, yeah. refers to his mom as a white hip beauty. Um, <laughs> wow. It's, it's yeah. great. It's very funny. Um, um. But, you know, and, and so, like, he, you know, he basically tells Marcus, like, you have to face your fear. Like, you have to go through this water veil. You have to face your fear. You, you, know, you have to dive into the pool. And ultimately, he does and finds himself transported to the land of the Monkey King from right. Journey to the West. Um, right. And we're dealing and with Chinese mythology. Is that yes. what? Okay. Mm-hmm. And the main character, That's Marcus, is Chinese? Yes, he is. He is the son yeah. of the Monkey. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, ha- he's half Chinese, but he's the son of the Monkey King. And okay. Prince. Um, and again, there, it turns out that the reason why Batman beat up his parents was because his parents are professional hench people who have henched for most of Batman's rogues gallery in a scientific capacity. Okay. And they're apparently now starting with a penguin. They're now starting to try to branch into like trying to control these like Chinese demons uh, to do their bidding. Okay. Um, and so 
like the the book ends with monkey prince kind of like taking a bit of revenge on the bullies that were harassing him and beating them up uh, uh-huh. but it turns out that one of the students at, at his high school is damian wayne who calls his dad in and so the book ends with him having a bit of a panic attack as batman stares him down with a battering in hand and yeah uh well um cuts his head off uh inadvertently <laughs> but who, who cuts whose head off batman batman throws a battering to try to stop but uh, marcus <laughs> the monkey prince and cuts his head off um but it's but it's okay as, as, we, as we see if you've read the the initial story from the the asian uh, celebration last year as part of the monkey king and prince's whole thing is shape-shifting and they're able to basically lose body parts without really any real major repercussions as long as okay. he is in his monkey prince form i presume okay yeah. okay uh all right <laughs> yeah that's kind of um i i know it was interesting for sure um i think for an issue one and i, I hate saying this i think i was waiting for like a little more like umph um oh, yeah. into it uh but overall like the story was funny there's a, a sense of like humor in it where i feel like they're definitely trying to make it uh geared towards the younger like it has like that adolescent like feel like mm-hmm. i'm hanging out with like miles morales and right um yeah like like, like, like again like the the, yeah, the 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 main the main character is in high school so like mm-hmm. they're, they're trying to appeal to i think i think about a younger crowd uh, with it, you know, kind of like a, a Jaime, kind of like a, a Jaime Reyes, like kind of like feel, like it, it feels yeah. very like, like that, like it, it, it's, yeah. it's very, it's very quippy and like very like, 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 jo- like jokey, but like a decent amount of action. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, interested, I'm interested in issue two. I feel like yes. it's, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting introduction. And I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, here's this thing. And then issue two kind of be like, here's a bit of context and like exposition as we move on to like, keep going with this. Okay. But it was good enough to continue with the series. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I, I'm really interested. It's also, I think only like a six or eight issue mini series too. It will be easy to, to do that. Um, And it's also really interesting because I know also the initial story in the Asian celebration from last year also, I think posits that Billy Batson also goes to this high school. Um, <laughs> okay. Because Marcus Marcus is friends with him, but like Marcus also like very again because of his trauma with Batman hates superheroes. Yeah. Um. So he he he, he does not want to work alongside any of them. He does not like he doesn't care about them. He's just like I got to do my stuff with these Chinese demons. Please don't get in my way. Like I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to get involved in any of your cape crap. Just like let me let me do my thing. Right. Uh, that's interesting, and it makes me also think whether they're going to be doing a almost new kind of Young Justice team-up type book, where where if you're introducing kids around the same age who are the current high schoolers, because Young Justice as Tim Drake, Cassie, you know, Bart, mm-hmm. Khan, they're all, mm-hmm. I'd say, 18. I'd say 18. Yeah, they're all, they're all, they're all aging out. It, it, it they're is, not it high is, they're, they're just becoming Justice instead of Young Justice, yeah. Right. Um, but I, I, I like this idea that there's kind of a tier level for ages, you know, and so mm-hmm. we don't have that high school age DC comic anymore. And so, uh, I'm excited. Let's see yeah, Damien yeah. and those guys kind of do their thing. Me too, because we see that in Marvel, they've done it with like Ironheart, uh, Miss Marvel, 
uh miles morales a lot of those characters and so it's good to see some with of the champions these. yep mm-hmm. yep yeah. um and so then we're having this through dc and the fact that they are adding new characters is it's fun and interesting and so um i think we're gonna get more of like i feel like this issue i think this could have been like a larger issue just because we're getting a piece of his origin story um mm-hmm. as well as uh like everything in between like obviously there's backstory with like batman and now we have yeah. you know um and so i think it would have been really really good if it was either like a larger issue yeah. um but either way i'm going to continue because it's just a good it was like a funny read okay i'll check it out and uh if anyone else is out there uh who wants to check it out monkey prince number one it's the first issue mm-hmm. These are easy hopping on points. And I like to shout that out. Like what's a good hopping on point for a specific yeah. run. Um, Most definitely. You know, people who aren't uh, uh, as knowledgeable about comics, they still want to read it. And they don't know where yeah. to hop in. Sometimes there are bad points to hop into runs. Oh yeah. You know, so yeah. uh, this is a, a good one. Number okay. ones are obviously the easiest. This is yeah. my question. Going back to X-Men. So I am very, 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 very behind on the X-Men series. But uh-huh. I read Sabretooth. Was that an okay spot to read? Uh, honestly, kind of, yeah, I would say, because it doesn't it doesn't really, it touches on some of the stuff going on with Krakoa without it mm-hmm. worrying about being super bogged down about, like, what is currently going on in Krakoa, since it right. focuses on a character who has not been around for the last two years when all this has been going on. So I think, honestly, it's it's kind of, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting jumping on point. I don't think it's a bad one, though. Perfect, um, yeah, especially because there are so many X-Men fans out there, and there's just been mm-hmm. so much going on within these past couple of years where i myself yeah. have felt like i don't know where to jump back on because i am just so behind on x-men i have and here's here's what i will say about this i i love the krakoan era it is probably currently my favorite era of x-men it has been so great as both a recognition of the past and like where the x-men have been and where the x-men are going um and one of the things i think i love most about it is it is given probably the cleanest jumping on point for the x-men comics ever like outside of just like being like one uh like it's it's like i said house of x powers of 10 is like the duo book to start with to understand like where the where it is and then the really interesting thing that they did is they've they've done this standard trade paperback thing where like each series will have its trade paperback but what they've also done which i think is neat is they've broken it up into eras so like after house of x powers of 10 there is the dawn of x era and so they put out a few volumes of trades that collect basically the reading order in chronological order of each of these series because each each issue of the new x-men comics contains basically in the back a, a, a sort of a reading list of like chronologically this is where these issues take place in, in what is going on between series and so it, it collects them like that so that you can either just read all of a book that you like or if you do want to know what's going on across the line. You can pick up the like Dawn of X and then Reign of X um, and read like that way. So it's it's been a really interesting way of kind of divvying it up. That makes sense. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say a good hopping on point. Personally, Sabretooth number one, yeah. But you don't get a feel for what X-Men's all about right now through Sabretooth. Mm-hmm. So could be a little bit off and kind of get you confused. Definitely a must read is House of X Powers of X. Like that's, yeah. but then you can start with X-Men, the, the newest X-Men number one that came out yeah. five months ago, six months ago, whatever. Yeah, you can only yeah, you like six or seven issues in. 
Yeah, because yeah, because the the X Men series that ran after House of X Powers of Ten was wasn't really an X Men book. It was sort of a, a a bridging book to kind of show what was going on in the wider world with the X Men. Uh, whereas like each other series was very kind of focusing on that. And then after the Hellfire Gala, when they established the new team of X Men, that was when it really became an X Men book. Yeah, yeah. A team. So. Those are those are good ways of uh, jumping in. There's a new X-Men series called Excellent, which mm-hmm. is a sequel series to Ecstatics. Ecstatics, yeah. Um, and uh, I I, I want to know I want to know Justin's uh, opinion on Excellent because I I just finished it literally mm-hmm. a minute or two before we started this show. Uh, yeah. What uh, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on Excellent? I am sadly of mixed opinion on Excellent. Um, and I don't know, because I am a huge Ecstatics fan. I love the original run of Ecstatics. I, I think, I, think I, am, I am partial to it because I feel like a Peter Milligan, uh, when it was coming out in the early 2000s, had like, a lot to say and a lot of criticism on like, reality te- like the like, growing reality television scene and sort of this, yeah. like, the new celebrity of like, cult of personality, like reality star kind of culture. And I thought it worked really great then. And then the run ended and it ended pretty okay. And like, there was a few spinoffs. You had a Duke book, you had the dead girl book. Um, and then in 2019, they came out with a new giant size number one to kind of reestablish a status quo. And the problem was that that came out right before House of X powers of 10 kicked off and completely mm-hmm. reset the mutant status quo. So whereas like ecstatics had a lot to do with the X-Men and more of a clearer connection because they came out of assess, like assuming the, the title X-Force and having to fight the other X-Men about the use of, of the title X-Force. Yeah. This, this new series has very, very little. I, actually, I would even say it has literally nothing to do with anything else happening in the like X line right now. Um, and I, I love it. I, 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 aesthetically, I love it. I will always, I will always pick up a book that the All Reds draw in because their style yeah. is so cool. Um, I, I don't know if it's just coming off of everything that this series of like X. Man has been the last two years and it's yeah. not really being connected to it. I don't, I, I, it's just like, it, it didn't fill me with the joy I was going into it with because yeah. again, the, the book was supposed to come out in, I think 2020. And then it ended up getting at first delayed because of COVID and then like further delayed because of like everything else going on with the X-Men Right. that there wasn't really a room to put it out. And so like now it's coming out and I don't know if the delay helped it really that much or, or if, if, if how much that delay attributed to my feelings, but I'm just like, I don't know. I'm like a little like, mm, on it. Like it's, it's, I don't, I don't right. know. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't hit the same way that ecstatics did. Uh, that's something that I noticed because it seems to me like, Okay, so a little bit of comic book history is that, like, X-Force, which then became Ecstatics, uh, was, like, a, a integral comic in Marvel to make them give up the comic code authority because mm-hmm. Ecstatics, or X-Force back then, whatever, 16 issues and 8 issues, and they turned into Ecstatics. But the point being is that uh-huh. 
uh, it was it, they dealt with LGBTQ uh, like a LGBTQ character. Uh, mm-hmm. They was hyper violent in the mm-hmm. first issue. They kill and sink essentially. They're, they yeah, call they them boys sync. are us. They call yeah, them boys, boys are us, us, but they look just like in sync. Like in sync. Yeah. Uh, and not only do they kill them, they kill all but three members of the team that is introduced. Yeah. In a so violent like four death. of them, yeah, four of them are horribly violently killed by the end of the first issue. And so the next issue we have to get a new team in. Right. And that was like part of the like running joke and like theme of it was they were kind of riffing on the fact that, you know, no one stays dead in an X-Men book. So they wanted to really play around that like as like literally as possible by having new members join almost every issue and then having them be killed off by the end of that issue. Right. Um, at, at one point they were even going to have princess die on, on the team, yeah. uh, as a, as a mutant. And it made it all the way up and almost up until print before the like Royal family and like everyone like, like reached out was like, you can't do this. <laughs> uh, and they had, and they had to like do like a last minute, like reskinning of yeah. the character in order like to put the comic out. And like, it was, it was great and it was it was it was it was a, it's a perfectly topical and it's a great time capsule looking at it because of yeah. like it, it, it was it was launched alongside grant morrison's new x-men right uh the kyle it was the kyle was the it wasn't the carrie maybe the casey i think the joe casey uncanny x-men okay um it was it, it was it was really kind of part of that like line-wide rejuvenation of the x-men to do weird new different things with them as a way to kind of like yeah, basically give, give it a jump start it and, and, and really kind of give it some life again because at that point you know throughout the 90s it was flagging and it was getting a bit bloated it was um, it was also superhero antics in the 90s versus in the rejuvenation they dealt with topical issues like all those right. series i can think in my head dealt with like the uncanny x-men dealt with like hiv slash mm-hmm. like like whatever they were dealing with they were dealing with like topical things grant morrison mm-hmm. stuff obviously was dealing with with anti-establishment uh stuff and drugs with kick and then we had mm-hmm. uh, ecstatics dealing with uh something that you mentioned i think it was also a commentary on five minutes of fame oh yeah 100 percent. you know uh that that like these characters are just gonna die they're gonna die after an issue mm-hmm. or two that was their five minutes and mm-hmm. it was it was it was celebrity culture, consumer culture, that sort of thing. And whether it still holds like weight nowadays, yes and no. It just depends on how you tackle it. Yeah, and and that and that's kind of like the thing is like it feels like they're they're trying to switch it to be more like influencer culture. Like they're they're live streaming their antics now. Like the whole first issue deals with them trying to like counteract like a a retelling of a, of the fight they had with the excellent. In yeah. the giant size ecstatics, where they came out, they, they put out you know footage makes them look like they're the villains, yeah. and so they're trying to like get one step ahead of them in like follower count so that they can try to like get their version of the truth out, right. um, and like they're also dealing with like some of the kids of the hero characters who were killed off at yeah. the end of ecstatics, um, and it's just like it's just like I don't, I don't know like again I I I want so badly to love this book because of how much I loved ecstatics, but it feels to me, it feels unfortunately to me, like kind of what happens with a lot of X books where creators who had a big run like 20 to 30 years ago, come back to try to like continue their run. And it and just doesn't quite, that, it's, like, it's like, it's like the lightning in the bottle. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's the Claremont coming back in the early two thousands. It's like the extreme X-Men stuff. Like right. it just doesn't, 
feel the same way and like part of and like and like a lot like it's it's just because like it's they're of like such of a time that it just doesn't gel with like the rest of what is going on and right. like it, it falls a bit flat unfortunately right um definitely uh i think i mean that's excellent number one and i think that uh it's definitely worth i'm gonna it's I'm worth gonna checking out issue it's, it's, two yeah. and see if that's worth it that's yeah. That that's what it, it's again. It, it's 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 it takes a, a whole lot for me to completely hard write off a series off the number one because I know that it's usually a lot of trying to establish a whole lot right. before you can really get going. So like, yeah, I, I'm I'm willing to give it at least another issue before I, I fully come to my judgment. I was just I was just I didn't I didn't hate it, but I just didn't love it as much as I was hoping to. Right and. Uh... It's kind of like uh, TV show pilots. That's what mm -hmm. a number one is, right? Sometimes a yeah. number two is totally different and changes the direction that you thought the pilot was going in. And mm -hmm. you got to think about it that way. I think TV is the more mainstream medium uh, to compare it to. Uh, and so with comic books, comic books kind of has that thing going, you know? Mm -hmm. But definitely worth keeping an eye out for. Because, uh, yeah. again, Ecstatics was revolutionary back in the day. Mm -hmm. And now... Are they the old person that just tries to make a comeback? We don't know. Or yeah, are they Justin Timberlake that is trying to like, like I don't know, I don't know who Justin Timberlake from Boys R Us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as, you know. By the way, you if anyone has like, I I'll post it on Instagram at the Keeg Show, but I will I will post what Boys R Us looked like because mm -hmm. they were just in sync and they died and I love in <laughs> sync and I. Hate to see them die, um, but you know they did in that comic. Um, <laughs> Ambrosia, yeah. Is there is there another comic? Because we're gonna have to pick up the pace as far as because oh, as yeah. far as <laughs> other comics are concerned. What other comics do you have like uh, uh, some opinions about that came out? This um, week? I liked a lot of the things that came out this week. Um, uh -huh. I, I did. Any of you guys read? Uh, what was it? Daredevil. Uh, yeah, Woman Woman without, without fear. fear, number two. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, like I did it. not. But tell me about it. Um, so right now we have Electra as Daredevil because we have the whole Devil's Reign aspect, which um, I have. I personally have loved Devil's Reign so far. I've liked mm -hmm. it more than Agreed. what I thought. Um, and it's uh -huh. just bringing in a whole bunch of um greatness from all around. All the tie-ins that I read have been really, really good. Um, and so. We know we're diving into uh, Electra's past because right now she's Daredevil and uh, diving back into the hand and everything. And it was, it was so good. The artwork in there was beautiful. Mm -hmm. It was this good, solid issue. Yeah. Uh, all, yeah. All around a really interesting continuation of, of, of diving into a, a bit of Electra's past that we know of, but we haven't really gotten to see a lot of. Yes. Yeah. Um, Devil's Reign right now. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a small event, just a quick event slash continuation off of the uh, uh, Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil series, where the Kingpin is mayor of New York, and he says no powers allowed, no vigilantes allowed. So it's very similar to Civil War, but it, mm -hmm. it seems more down to earth, and Luke Cage well, is it's, running it's, for mayor. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's definitely more personal than, than that, because he, he does that because he finds a file that's supposed to contain Daredevil's identity, but it's blank. And so he knows that Daredevil has tricked him somehow or has done something to affect that. 
and Daredevil taunts him about it, so Merefist outlaws all supers and yep. hires the Thunderbolts as his personal muscle to arrest any vigilante going around. And that right. in itself has been hilarious. Like, mm-hmm. it's just been good. And the mm-hmm. police have been bad, too, because mm-hmm. uh, they were beating the crap out of Ben Riley. Um, uh-huh. And the Fantastic Four had to come in and save him from the police department. Everybody's kind of on the run slash politically uh, uh, safe. There's like a diplomatic immunity to, to Luke Cage because he's running mm-hmm. for mayor on the platform of this issue. So Foggy says that technically, legally, he's allowed to be that and do that. But then Foggy gets beaten up slash, I don't know, killed, I don't mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. In, in the recent Devil's Reign. So all this fallout is coming about. And then we have Purple Man and his kids, and uh, which is Kilgrave, if anyone needs to needs to a refresher, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? And so there, there's a lot going on right now. And so I haven't read this new Daredevil run, Women Without Fear, but uh, uh, I want to. It's been good. I mean, it, it's 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 a, it's a good continuation of the Chip Zdarsky Daredevil run, which is also probably it's really it's really climbing the ranks as being like it's neck and neck now for probably my favorite run of Daredevil ever. It's it's very good. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, the Chip Zdarsky run is amazing. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's Daredevil Woman Without Fear number two. Uh, did anyone read Fantastic Four Life Story number six? that finished the Fantastic Four life story. Uh, I haven't, but it's only because I, I need to sit down and read the rest of them. Oh. Um, you read... How how are these ones? Uh, I haven't read any of the Fantastic Four life stories. Um, how do you like them? Because you read the Spider-Man life stories, right? I, I did. did. Did Justin? Yeah, I did, yeah. I, lo- I loved I loved the... Again, another good Chip Zdarsky book, but yeah, I loved, I loved the Spider-Man life story series. So, Dimitri, after reading, like, both life, st- life stories, which we have different authors on both our different writers, which right. one, mm-hmm. how have you liked it? Spider-Man life story, easily amazing. That's easy. Uh, Fantastic Four life story, even as someone who, dare I say I'm a Fantastic Four fan, I, I like certain runs of Fantastic Four. I read it. I love it. But also, I know that Fantastic Four can be boring, and this series is a good example of i would say skip okay i would like i know justin's gonna read it i know probably but also i think it's worth a skip i wish uh there are some good things in it but as a whole i don't think there's a good enough payoff over the six issues and not sure. like Spider-Man Life Story is. Mm-hmm. I would recommend Spider-Man Life Story to Spider-Man fans. I would not recommend Fantastic Four Life Story, Life Story to Fantastic Four fans. Mm-hmm. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Um, have you read the? Have you been reading the thing? I read oh, the first man. issue, but I, I'm not up to date. Justin, have you? It's so. It's honest. Honestly, it might. It might be. Uh, it's really it, it's again it, it, i love a lot of it but it might be it's one of my favorite marvel comics coming out right now really okay. yeah it's i the the thing is is a character that's always been a favorite of mine and i feel like it is i kind of like dimitri was saying with how like there there's some writers who like very understand the fantastic four and who get them and know what makes them interesting and know that know how to tell stories that utilizes them in cool 
and interesting ways. And that's really how I'm feeling with this run of the thing. I feel like Walter Mosley, I mean, he's an amazing author regardless, but like he really gets the voice of Ben Grimm and like, it's, it's really, it, it, it's, it's a great story to focusing on him. And also like the art is just like, so nice to look at. It is a really good, and I love that the cover of this week's issue is a Jack Kirby homage. Yes. Um, it's one of, one, of his, one of his old like kind of Pictica collages that he used to do. Um, yeah, no, I, I really, I, I mean, I, I love this series and I'm, I'm, every issue kind of is expanding on this sort of like cosmic mystery that is going on and like adds new like layers to it. Um, that is really fascinating and in like big and subtle ways. I have a question and I, okay. So I don't know if I missed something. Because yeah. I, I did a quick read because it was like one of those things where you're behind, so you do like a quick mm -hmm. binge. So I binged mm -hmm. him last night. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, I'm missing uh, out. I feel like I know what your question is going to be. But what is it? Well, no, 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 no. You, what is it? Are you going to ask when it takes place? Because why are Alicia and him broken up? Because somebody asked me that after issue one. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's, okay, it's, 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 yeah, it, yeah, it takes place in the past before they get married. Okay. Uh, when they're just, when they're just, during the long period where they were fiancés. Okay. And then I was kind of lost on the time span of things because mm -hmm. like, here we are, like issue one, it was kind of like first date type thing. And then like, out of nowhere, she's like, my love. And I'm like, whoa, that is that, that, that really is, quickly. That is, I think like a, a part of it is the mystery of, of, of who she really is because it's becoming more and more obvious that there's a lot more going on between her and the kid that they're letting on. Yes, um, there, that there's whole a dynamic, great... I'm kind of like, what? Yeah. what? And, and, and the thing I love about it is that the thing I don't think has really questioned it too much, in part because he's, he's still kind of rebounding off of Alicia. And I think in part of it because he's just so used to dealing with weird crap that this doesn't quite ping on, on his radar yet. He's just kind of going <laughs> along with it, um, yeah. but but there's there's a great moment in this week's issue that I, I really love that kind of like it's a subtle it's a visual thing, uh, and it's a panel to panel thing and it really kind of again it adds that nice little bit of character detail without having to like explicitly like exposit anything but it's this the silver surfer shows up because mm -hmm. Ben called him because they're dealing with the champion that they have locked up in the Baxter building and he wants to get a read on why he might be showing up. And if there, if there's anything he should be worried about, if an elder of the universe pops up on earth randomly. Um, and there's a moment where the silver surfer walks by this woman and she basically kind of makes a comment about the silver surfer being the most beautiful man she's ever seen. And there's a moment where you see like a little like heart bubble, like appear above the silver surfer. And then it kind of pops in the next one. And he shakes his head so it's like it's very clear that she has some kind of like influence oh like 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 like, like she's she's utilizing here that has been like very kind of subtly kind of in the background going on with this and like especially with like now we're getting into like the blue area of the moon and possibly involving the watcher and like you know oh, like yeah. and like dealing with uh terax and like some, some more of uh you know of, of Galactus's heralds. I, I, I did love the joke in here where there's the one that like nobody really re like remembers, like the gladiator one, and the kid is like, "Oh my God, it's Terax!" and it's no, and it's like it's like like like, like or and it's like and it's I don't know who that guy is, and he's, he's just like he's like brusquely says his name. He's like, "It's it's come on!" It's like it's like I'm 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 just as important as Terax is. 
Wait, um, who, who is it? Who are they talking about? Uh, oh, I have to look it up. It's one of Galactus's heralds that nobody remembers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm trying to see. Okay. Uh, and you're saying there's okay. I don't want to ask too many questions because I will read it. But yeah. for anyone who's interested in the thing, the thing is a great character, and it's only four issues into a solo series, so mm-hmm. uh, you're only four issues behind. Um, and uh, for anyone who wants to get into comics and whatnot. Um, again, you can go to comicshoplocator.com and find a comic shop near you, but you can also go to your local public library. They're bound to have, uh, uh, comics that you can, you know, essentially check out. And then I also look online. There's online retailers that have used comic books and, and also new comic books, eBay, uh, Amazon. I know that there's some that Justin had brought up to me, you know, uh, uh, online retailers of comic books. Uh, I'm pretty sure I think I asked Justin, like, oh, what are some out there? And so, you know, get your comic books, which uh, one way or another, so online digital comics as well. So keep going. Yeah, uh, so the, the character is Berserker, who is uh, an overlooked, one of, one of the Heralds of Galactus that very, very clearly Walter Mosley is, is a fan of, is like, it's, it's uh, also very evident, like the, the era that, that Mosley's a big fan of the Silver Age Fantastic Four because there's a lot of, elements and characters in the Silver Age who have popped up, but it's, yeah, it's, it's Terak shows up with the Faceless One and Berserker and the kid who very clearly knows a lot more than he's letting on, um, is like, uh, holy, he's like, holy Hannah, it's the Faceless One, Terak's the Tamer and some guy I've never seen before. And, and Berserker's just like, Berserker, like I'm, I'm also a Herald of Galactus. <laughs> um, it's, okay. it's, it's a funny little it's a funny little beat uh but no yeah this i love this book i highly recommend it uh it's if 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 you love the thing you'll probably love this book if you don't love the thing you'll probably learn to love the thing through this book i, I think i think yeah. this is a good a good a good encapsulation as to why the thing is a fan favorite character yeah um i want to talk about an indie comic that i did read Uh, and it's hard it's hard to think of it as an indie comic anymore because mark miller the way he writes is very commercial and mainstream Mm. and like he's writing premises or premises if you want to say it correctly that like (laughs) the goal is to get it picked up picked up by netflix right like that's Mm -hmm. mark miller right now is let's write comics that can be turned into movies and tv and make me a million dollars right so mark miller came out with a a a series called the magic order and it was like an adult version of harry potter horrors in a way like Mm. and so it kind of scratches that itch as an adult like what would horrors be like in an adult harry potter type universe we're talking Mm. wizard cops right and so the British, I don't know if anybody knows, I mean, I'm sure we know this, and and I don't know out there who knows this, but the British, instead of seasons of a show, they call them series, so that they can treat each season of a TV show like it's beginning, middle, and an end, and then if they choose to do a sequel, it's a sequel. So Mark Miller kind of does that with his comics. So this is The Magic Order number two. Okay. So the Magic Order was like six issues. And then this is another six issues, but the Magic Order too. So it's a sequel. Hmm. So, I mean, hmm. I guess it's comparable to a TV show or even a book, if you consider it's a sequel of a book. And and this is Magic Order number, or Magic Order two, issue number four. He did the same with hmm. the Ultimates. 
if you remember the ultimates oh, yeah, yeah. back in the mm-hmm. early 2000s, mm-hmm. yeah. where it was the ultimates, the ultimates two, the ultimates mm-hmm. three, right? And so it, it's hard to keep track sometimes. But uh, the magic order number two, or the magic order two, number four, things are ramping up. I, I like Mark Miller. It, he's kind of a guilty pleasure because he does things so cinematically. And um, there's an evil group of like dark wizards that have been outcast from like wizard society that are trying to like take over the world and Hmm. we're dealing with drugs we're dealing with you know uh uh you know trigger warning for all this drugs suicide infanticide um all sorts of things you know just homicide any of the sides (laughs) yeah standard standard mark Mark miller Miller. yes yes and so uh uh i don't know if that that scratches an itch and if you want to read some some modern day adult harry potter-esque like stuff uh read the magic order number one and then come in for magic order number two cool i've never even heard of it hmm. oh i i'm always up to I, I try to be up to date with mark miller stuff uh um, interesting you know jupiter's legacy requiem right now yeah you know that sort of thing so uh I, again he's a guilty pleasure but he's been slipping lately Wait, Not what is it called? As good as, uh, the magic, magic order. order. The magic yeah. order. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the art's good because it's Stuart Eminent on the art. Oh, okay. I mean, Stuart Eminent is good. He's solid. He does yeah. good work. Right. Uh, whether it's all, uh, Olivier Quappel or Stuart Eminent, Mark Miller's the... You can tell Mark Miller's good ideas from his bad, from like, or at least what he believes is good and bad, by who he puts as the artist. Because mm-hmm. there was Prodigy or Prestige or whatever, there was like a, a book that yeah. that came out. What's it called? It, it, it was it was it was the it was the first book that he did after inking the deal with Netflix, where he was yeah. going to be putting out like three or four new original series that were exclusively going to be coming out as comics and then adapted into Netflix series. Yeah, I think it Magic was Order was one of them. Series. Yeah, it was, it was a not bad good. series, and the yeah. art wasn't even good, and. You could tell he was just like, uh, I'm going to write the first issue so I can get picked up as a pilot. And mm-hmm. the series was not good. No. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's Mark Miller for you. You, you, you could take them, you could leave them. But uh, I like the Magic Order. It's a uh, guilty pleasure, but it's actually really good. So that's the same cool. thing. Uh, anything that you guys wanted to touch on real quick before uh, we start wrapping things up? We got a little uh, bit of time, uh, but, you know. I want to make sure that you guys get heard. No, Justin, go. Uh, Okay, so I will say that um, I've really been enjoying uh, Arkham City Order of the World. Um, Okay. I think it's a really interesting... It's... I have have definitely found myself in recent years kind of gravitating towards Batman books that aren't explicitly about Batman. Um, Yeah as as that as batman is all is always all over dc um and this one feels like kind of a spiritual partner or even successor to arkham asylum which is makes sense because of the top the the, the what it's about um yeah. but it's it's really interesting the art is like gorgeous and like haunting and weird and like that's what i really enjoy about it is it's a it's it's a book that really kind of gets into the nitty-gritty of like pointing out like hey we all kind of take for granted Batman's rogues gallery and it's like, it's full of some like hits and some misses. And I don't think we're really appreciating just how weird a lot of these people are. 
Um, and like has also made like and, and so like I love that it, it'll take you know characters that are kind of established like like Matt Hatter or Professor Pig that are already kind of creepy and really really kind of shine a lot of them, but also really brings out like a lot of the more like obscure like bronze or, or silver and even some golden age characters that haven't really been seen much at all in many years and reinvents them into being truly terrifying. I have never been as creeped out by the Ten-Eyed Man as I am in this comic. It is... That's an eye is, on every finger, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he like, has yeah. It creeped me out from day one, especially in this comic. And they have brought, like, so much, so much of, like, the darker aspect in it. I mean, DC does get dark in so many ways, but there's just something different about this one. This mm-hmm. is the comic that uh, I am so sad that I wasn't able to binge like the last couple to get caught up on this one to talk about it mm-hmm. because I have loved the first couple issues of it. Um, it's just been so good. And all the cover art too, like this oh, issue God. in particular, yeah. was just yeah. gorgeous. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the, the covers are great. The art is fantastic. It's a, it's a fascinating story with a lot of Batman villains who don't usually get a lot of spotlight and really mm-hmm. kind of reimagining some of them and just reinvigorating others, you know, in a way that really kind of paints this really interesting other dichotomy of like what happens to these characters after the events of A-Day who escape Arkham Asylum and like where is there a place for them in society and like what happens what do what 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 happens when they're left to their own devices to try to form yeah. that new order the new world of, of their own yeah um i want to talk real quick and touch on dark knights of steel number four because i feel like yeah. that was a big book that came out this week and yeah, it um, was. um it, it, what are some quick thoughts on dark knights of steel uh i feel like the reveal of the green man is a lot. Uh, I I don't yeah. <laughs> I don't I I don't still fully know how I feel about it. I think especially because I feel like I feel like Batman who laughs ruined me for any like alternate takes on like the Joker. I agree. Um, but but this one ha- is just I think is like so all out like every like like kitchen sink Sunday of a character. It's that, three like, characters, right? It's three characters in one because it's it's this alternate version of Lex Luthor who found a rock that was spewed out of a volcano that shot him with essentially Joker gas and also contained a Green Lantern ring. Right. So he's Green Lantern, Lex Luthor, and Joker. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and, and he, kill, like, and he they, kills the Waynes. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and he's responsible for, for killing this Batman's parents. Um, yeah. And like and like yeah like the episode the issue also like gets more into like the the origins of of Bruce Wayne and kind of like what was going on. And this is an alternate with- universe for anyone who yes. doesn't it's know. It's an Elseworlds. It's is an Elseworlds that is like medieval times Dungeons and Dragons esque. Uh, I'm I- purposely going for a Dungeons and Dragons, Game of Thrones, Kingdom versus Kingdom, mm-hmm. Superman versus Black Lightning, like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I I said it was The Witcher meets DC. Yeah, but I kind of like the Game of Thrones. I think yeah, there's definitely right. yeah, there's definitely it's definitely like pulls influences from a lot of like the high fantasy things we've seen in in recent years of The Witcher of of Game of Thrones and everything of these warring kingdoms and getting to kind of see these like 
alternate versions of DC characters. Like it's, that's always like, I think part of the fun with any Elseworld stories is like being pointed out like, Ooh, I think is this, is this, this person, like, who is this person? Like, I, like when, when the metal men showed up in issue three, I think it was, uh, I thought that was an interesting use of them of just kind of like differentiating them by the color, like the colors of their armor. Um, as right. as briefly as briefly as they were there before right. Supergirl just tore them apart. Um. <laughs> Supergirl is also the sister of Cal in this, and she's very mm-hmm. bloodthirsty. And so, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, given uh, I don't want to say rightfully so, but like because she's going overboard. She's yeah, she is yeah, she's she's just on a straight up like I'm gonna kill everybody that had anything to do with this. Uh, right. Yeah. She, oh, uh, and another... she's not doing an eye for an eye. She's doing mm. like an eye for the ten-eyed man. Like yeah. one for yeah, ten. She's taking both hands. <laughs> yeah. Um she's going fire sale on it. And it's also another important thing to point out is that in this Elseworld story, uh Bruce and Clark are half brothers. Yeah. And Bruce is actually half Kryptonian. So he's he's sort of like, you know, a bit of Connor Kent, a bit of uh of um how am I blanking uh, on Jonathan? the other super yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Connor and Jonathan Kent. Uh, he's he's kind of he's got that going on for him that he's dealing with as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I, I'm digging this. This was a flashback yeah. issue that kind of set up the death of the Waynes and whatnot. We have Alfred. Mm-hmm. We 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 mm-hmm. don't know where alliances are going to be, which is kind of cool. It is very Game of Thrones in that respect. And then some of the variant covers, not for this issue, but for issues one, two, and three, there was variant covers with like D and D stats for mm-hmm. Batman. I like, I like those and covers. And like do those it, were really cool. Do you, any of you feel like the ending of it was like forced at all? You mean with uh, the Joker thing? Yeah. I mean, I I think it's it's for me. It's all going to come down to how he's used. If it's because like that was like the, my my issue, and I think a lot of people's issue with like the Batman who laughs is just that he just wouldn't go away, and he kept getting like MacGuffined into being stronger and more powerful. Yeah. And I think that if it'll be interesting, you because obviously we're gonna see him be beaten somehow, and it'll just be interesting to see how they manage to do it. Um, and again, I, I feel like the body count is only going to rise uh, now that again that you know they got their hands on Kryptonite and like. You know they have a way to stop Supergirl on her murder rampage, right? No. Um. Did um, any of you? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no. Did you have another? Uh. uh not about uh the story. Like. Okay. Uh. No. No. About um. About like any of the other comics. I wanted to do some quick, quick ones before we we have to call it a uh, a show. Um, I don't know if anyone's keeping up with Batman or Detective Comics, but I need to catch up. And I think it's going to, it's on my list of things to binge. Uh, we had Batman number 120 that came out this week. Um, mm-hmm. And I heard that the new run is a good hopping on point as of like two issues ago or whatnot. Yeah, when, uh, when Williamson takes over. Yeah. Right. Um, is anyone reading that one? Um, uh, I I haven't I'm I'm a few issues behind on it, uh, so I didn't I didn't get to that one or the Detective Comics, uh, this week. Um, so I think those are on my to do list. Uh huh. Um, they're on my to do list, and I need to catch up because I know that Detective Comics ten fifty came out last week, and that was like an mm-hmm. oversized issue, I think, because of the um, because of the uh, uh you know, fiftieth uh, issue, but it's a thousand 
and 50th issue. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big step, you know? Yeah. Um, but sorry, were you going to say something? Oh, no, 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 no that, that's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a thing I know I got to catch up on. I've heard, like, I, I, I've been really enjoying the, like, this last run of Detective Comics of it being sort of a, like, A and B story, kind of like with backup, with different backups yeah. and, like, different focuses on it. Um, I'm, I'm almost a little sad that I think with the next issue, unless I'm mistaken, or one of the, one of the issues I got previewed, it might be coming out in April, um, but that of uh, Batman returning as like a, a focal character for Detective Comics, I, I've been really uh, kind of enjoying, again, like I was saying, like the, the Batman-less Batman stories that have been told there. Yeah. Um, that's there. Uh, I definitely need to catch up, so I will give my opinions at some point when yeah. I do finally read it um and uh um on the marvel side obviously I, I brought up the fact that there were star wars comics that came out this week a lot uh i read star wars crimson rain number two crimson rain is a mini series that's a direct sequel mini series to war of the bounty hunters and there's a trilogy of mini series it's war of the bounty hunters crimson rain and there's a third one they named it but i forget what the name is that is set to come out um, did but you, it's definitely uh, a must-read for Star Wars fans. Did you like Crimson Rain issue two? Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. They've been there introducing so many characters, and I'm fine with it. We will see. I where love. It I'm so excited. I just love that we have Kira in here, and Kira's amazing. I yeah. know, I know. Mm -hmm. And then we have who was it? Deathstick. 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 Yeah. Deathstick. Yes. Yeah. I no, it's definitely a lot, but I love. I. Crimson Rain issue one was amazing, and Crimson two was really good too. So yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, the Knights of Ren are big, uh, you know, big focal points in this. And this takes place between episodes five and six of Star Wars, so between Empire mm -hmm. and before Return of the Jedi. And um, uh, uh, Knights of Ren are still they're there then, so that's crazy. Right, um, and I think like something I was disappointed in with the last trilogy was how we didn't utilize them like as much as I right. think that we showed off. Right. And so I love that we're getting them now. Right. And Star Wars has always been, dare I say, a letdown when it comes to the movies, but an ex when they expand upon it in, in peripheral media, it's always made better. Mandalorian, Boba Fett, the comic books, I think are better. Rogue One and Solo, I consider peripheral as well. They expand on the stories but there are a lot of flaws in the original trilogy. There are a lot of flaws in the prequels. And there's a lot of flaws in the sequel trilogy. But we see Clone Wars expand upon and make us like Anakin a little bit more. And so mm -hmm. uh, the peripheral media, to me, even back in the day, has always been where it's at with Star Wars. For me. That's what I, what I love about Star Wars is the peripheral I agree. stuff. It's you very know? interesting. Uh, sorry, I'll get off my soapbox real quick. But people who are such like big Star Wars fans, but then sometimes I get mind blown when they haven't ventured off outside of the tr trilogy and the sequels. Mm -hmm. and, oh my gosh, there's like, guys, my heart is in so many other characters outside of that realm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know that uh, uh, Justin had some quick thoughts uh, about uh, X lives of Wolverine. Did we cover mm -hmm. that? We didn't cover that, right? No, um, we didn't talk about that. Yet, my, no. my quick thought is, I'm just confused. I need to see the bigger picture because there's X lives and X deaths, and mm -hmm. they're going back and forth every other week, and it's very confusing because they're two different stories. One's with Mora, one's with Wolverine traveling through time. I don't know how any of it works. They dropped <laughs> us into it. I'm confused, but I'm still reading it. 
Yeah, I, I think I think that's kind of what's what's a bit thrilling with it is is that it is it's kind of like uh, it, it's it's very much like you, you start off running and it, it's it's very much like yeah because like X lives X lives is, is just dealing with Wolverine going back to different points in time to save Charles Xavier's life because Omega Red has teamed up with Mikhail Rasputin who is Colossus's evil older brother who is currently basically the mutant president of Russia uh, or rather the president of mutant Russia there's two presidents and one of them might hold a little more sway at the moment than the other does um but he's basically sent omega red at different points back in time to possess different people uh in an attempt to kill charles xavier before he has a chance to form the x-men or do anything to yeah. stop Krakoa before it forms and wolverine has to basically jump around to different points in his own timeline that happen to overlap with charles xavier and like we've seen like we see him he's like runs up and saves charles like the moment he's born um and we also and get to Cassandra see Cassandra mm-hmm. is stillborn. Cassandra is, yeah. Um, and like we, we like in this issue, we see we, we this issue we see him at three different points. We see him with uh, his like, like kind of like Task Force X yeah. group with Maverick and Sabretooth of them that on a day where they're supposed to just lay waste to an entire village as a threat from the U.S. government against anyone siding with the cartel. And Wolverine tries to alter that timeline because he doesn't, he can't live with that guilt all over again. Yeah. Um, and then we get like teenage Wolverine, like cage fighting a bear, uh, yeah. uh, and and having to like dash off and save Xavier's father from like a ship mutiny that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then there's him during his time in Japan uh, with the woman who would be the mother of Daken, yeah, um, and having to like. Again, it, it's interesting because it, it, like this issue seems to be all about like butterfly effect stuff and how yeah. like altering the past can change can have big consequences in the future. So like I, I don't know exactly where the like ship one was, but the other two are very clear. Of like he chooses to stop essentially the other members of Task Force X from wiping out this village because he can't live with himself on that one. And then yeah. in the Japanese one, it, it's it's him trying to decide basically whether or not he is able to stop this omega red possessed woman that he loves that is carrying his child in a way that doesn't kill his son yeah um and it's yeah. it's really interesting i think i think that, that one we're definitely i think we're still we're getting to starting to get to the like the like wibbly wobbliness of, of 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 time travel and of like butterfly flex stuff so i'm interested if that's where that series is going um as i was saying and as you were saying like death of x or X Death of Wolverine is a very different book. It's almost like a it feels like a Jason Bourne story with Moira. Um yeah. and also Jane Foster as Valkyrie. Uh yeah. which is which is really interesting to see of just Moira on the run trying to survive, getting taken out by Mystique. Yeah. And on the run from basically everyone at this point. It's uh it's weird, but I need to see the finished thing to figure out mm-hmm. where they're going with it. Uh, and how this time travel works, because mm-hmm. continuity is key for me. And so I need to figure out how the what are the rules of this time travel? Because it's more than just it, it. It's it's like Days of Future Past possession, and, that, and, that's, and that's and that's literally that's literally what they're doing is is doing to him what they did in the movie of Days of Future Past, what they did to Kitty in the comics, what they did to Wolverine in the movies of yeah. like telepathically sending him back to his his own body throughout time 
at different points where Omega Red is probably going to try to attack Professor Xavier or a, right. or somebody his parents or like somebody like, like right. his ancestors. Right. And there's a weird uh, homage to Yoko and John Lennon uh, mm-hmm. in that one, which I will post <laughs> on Instagram. I'll post it yeah. on Instagram at the Keek Show. Um, but uh, Ambrosia, do you have a final uh, book that you wanted to shout out before we close up? Um, I was slightly disappointed um, in Savage Spider-Man. I okay. I I don't know what I was expecting, but I'm thinking I'm going to go back. Uh, obviously, I'm going to keep buying it and rereading it. Um, Is Spider related? Uh, sort Savage. of. Yeah. Kind of. Um, okay. I thought it was like symbiote Spider-Man, that like spinoff thing, but this is man spider related. That's what I thought. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Okay. Yeah. It has Um, a lot of variant covers. That's all I know. I'll tell you that much. Yes, it's definitely one that I'm going to go back and reread, especially after issue two comes out. I mean, it's nice to get a different Spider-Man, but, um, I don't know how I felt about it. Mm. Okay. All right. Did you like it, Justin? Uh, I didn't read it. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I wasn't sure. I, I was waiting to kind of hear what other people <laughs> thought of it before I, yeah. I jumped in. I didn't um, read it. Cause it, it was... I, I looked at it and like, I, I was like, uh, like I was like, uh, I wasn't, I was on the fence about the concept of it. Yeah. I mean, we have a uh, Zemo in here, which was fun, but sure. it's, uh, like uh, this drug that's called like a plus, um, and, after you like take it for it's it's a drug that turns you into Spider-Man and turns you into this uh savage Spider-Man. Okay. Like Spider uh, Island looking thing. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um so okay. uh, I'll let you know how issue two goes. Okay. Right. Sounds good. Um uh we are we are uh running out of time, which what tends to happen with these comics because there's always so many comics that come out. We can't touch mm-hmm. on everything. Uh, obviously, like One Star Squadron 3 came out. Suicide Squad 12 mm-hmm. came out. I think the mm-hmm. Joker Puzzle Box 7 came out. Um, Justice League Incarnate number 4 came out. Uh, uh, plus a bunch of other Marvel titles. And we can't get to all of them. But definitely check out your local comic book shop. Comicshoplocator.com. I can't keep saying it enough i'm trying to give back to the community a little bit like it's more than just this show it's like the love of comics that we're trying to push yeah also don't let one comic book store like veer you from if you had a bad experience go to try a different one i went to comic book store this afternoon and i was like really disappointed it was really close to me so i was like i'm gonna go check it out really quick i was kind of turned off and i decided that we need to have a show that's like called flip the comic book store i don't know where we <laughs> we show we redo it and make it because there's so much potential but they just like miss the mark so yeah if, if, and if that was my first time going in there i think i'd be really disappointed so don't let one experience like have you not go back try a different yeah, one. yeah. uh there are good comic shops out there and and again we're gonna try to uh uh help you guys find the right one for you you know, we're talking inclusive shops. We're talking anti-gatekeeping, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as Justin calls it, the key master, right? That's the opposite mm-hmm. of the gatekeeper. And yep. so uh, so we're, we're trying to compile a list of recommended shops that are safe for people of marginalized communities to go to, but also are welcoming to new readers and are not judgmental because that's mm-hmm. also a big thing. 
uh, we, we need to find comic shops that are good for us that we belong to. And so um, stay tuned for that. Uh, it's, it's definitely on our our list. Uh, but I want to thank you guys so much, Justin and Ambrosia, for coming on the show and taking time out of your yeah. Thursday, uh, whether it's evening or whether it's night, um, to, to be here on this show with us. Um, Justin, what's your social media? Where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Uh, I mean, yeah, you can find me. Uh, I'm on TikTok. Uh, if, if you like this kind of comic discussion and re- reviews, recommendations, character deep dives, uh, you can find it on, on my TikTok. I'm at uh, moose underscore zero. Uh, I have all kinds of I have, I have sketches. I, 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 I'm all about comics uh, on my page. So feel free to visit me there. And then you can also find me also talking about comics uh, on Twitter. Uh, at moo underscore so so like a, a cow and a needle pulling thread um i'm trying to be more active on there as well your 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 social media cracks me up because now so your 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 tiktok is m-o-o-s-e underscore mm-hmm. zero then Correct. your instagram is also moose underscore zero but it's written out so it's m-o-o-s-e-u-n-d-e-r-s-c-o-r-e zero <laughs> Mm-hmm. And and then your Twitter is moo m o o underscore s e w. What are you it doing, is. Justin? Uh, well, uh, the the long and short of it is that uh, TikTok came last and blew up the biggest. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to consolidate all of them under one thing. Uh, as it turns yeah. out, somebody already took on Instagram my actual TikTok handle, hence no. the spelling out and. I'm trying to see if I can, I, I, I got to get on and see if I can nab my, my TikTok handle as my Twitter handle as well. Um, try to, try to, try to get under an easier, easier to find umbrella. Generally, generally speaking, if you type in some variation of, of my last name phonetically, you're probably going to find me. Okay. All right. <laughs> Do you ever um, like just want to reach out to people and be like, can I, can I have Can it? I please have this? No. Can I please, can you please change your but name? And they know it's worth something. Then yeah. they're less they likely to like give it up. So you have mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. I don't know how to do it, but we'll, we'll pay close attention, <laughs> Justin, to we, your social media. Can we uh, go and, spam them? I could do that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ambrosia, where are you on social media? What can we, where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Um, you can find me at TikTok at Comics and Cupcakes, as well as Instagram and Twitter. I am Ambrosia underscore Linda. Um, and then any of Scout Comics social media, I'm the one behind doing all the fun typing and posting and stuff. Awesome. Awesome. You guys, I I found you guys on TikTok and TikTok uh, has changed my life. The, The people that I've met there, uh, the, the content that I've seen, you two, your content is amazing. If anyone's on TikTok, definitely go follow Justin and Ambrosia. If you're not on TikTok, download the app because there's a great big comic book community out there. And I, I get the best of the best to be on this show. And No, uh, and Dimitri's the best because he brings us all together. I didn't realize that true. there were so many other people like me until like Dimitri's like, hey, look at this. So yes, yeah. make sure you follow all, all of them because they're all amazing. Yeah. Seconded, seconded. Yeah, follow Dimitri and Ambrosia. They're they're good. They're good people and put up good content. Thank you, thank you for that. Um, we have the best uh, little community. I just love yeah. it. It's nice. It's nice. And like, uh, I, I, that's what we're doing. We're pushing the community aspect. We're pushing the love of comics. Uh, we're not here being like we know where we're the ultimate uh, sources of knowledge. That's not the case. But what we are 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 inclusive and uh, 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 supportive. 
And I think that's yeah. important and knowledgeable. I mean, I, I, I'd be amiss if I didn't bring up the fact that like we, we all do know a lot, but our knowledge isn't the be all end all. And so mm-hmm. uh, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Thank you to the audience out there for watching this. A lot of people have been commenting throughout the whole thing. Thank you for tuning in wherever you're tuning in. If you're watching the live stream, you're watching us on, on uh, uh, one of our many live stream channels. Our main one is volume.com. So volume.com slash the Keeg show is our main live stream platform. They're awesome. Definitely check out volume.com for other things as well. We're also on twitch.tv slash the Keeg show. We're also on YouTube dot uh, com slash the key and we're also on facebook.com slash the key so we're live streaming to four different channels right there we had a lot of different people on a lot of different things however you follow us like comment subscribe click the bell do your thing however you digest us that is great um and if you're listening to us you're listening to the podcast that is wherever you get your podcast from apple podcast uh google play spotify soundcloud and iheart radio we're all over the place Definitely tune in on however the podcast, uh, however you listen to podcasts. We put all our different Keeg shows, because Comic Talk's not the only show that we have. We put all our Keeg shows, including our Boba Fett after show, including uh, uh, the Keeg Live that we have, and uh, hopefully some new series that are coming out. Uh, I have some ideas for some new series, so definitely stay tuned for that. Um, you can find all our information on our social media, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at The Keeg Show. So definitely follow us uh, on on that, at The Keeg Show. Uh, that's how you easily stay tuned. Other than all that, we got patreon.com slash The Keeg Show if you want to uh, help contribute to uh, The Keeg funding because we're going to try to get you what you want. Uh, we're talking game show. Uh, I have a game show idea that I've been workshopping that I definitely want to want to put out. We're talking like a D&D show, that sort of thing. But we kind of need funding for that. So uh, definitely... Uh, patreon.com slash the key show if you want to help donate other than all that uh thank you ambrosia thank you justin for another great episode of comic talk i'm your host Demetri Pereira. this has been comic talk take care bye good night Super fast, gotta beat the 